0: Good morning. Welcome to the bond Sunday morning services. Exploring your faith hour. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by calling the number on the screen there with your questions or comments. I do appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, y'all? Good. 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 I'm glad you showed up. Um, I want to read something. Let me see. How do I want to do any questions for me about anything? Um, do you know what the theme is this year? What is our theme for the year? You don't know? Um, do you know what the theme is? I forget. We don't have mics today or something? Oh, there you go, John. I <laughs> forgot. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have you on record saying you forgot.
1: Um. You know what? It's something about uh, the rock and foundation.
0: Something about it.
1: Yeah. This all right, is that's all I Feb- can think of.
0: This is February already, right? And you haven't started doing it. <coughs> <laughs> you haven't, kind, right?
1: Kind of, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: going to get left behind. I'll catch up. Oh, good. Do you know what the theme is? No, I, I
2: hate to admit it. So what? I do not.
0: Wow, but you heard me mention I it. I heard. And yet you don't know. I, so you're not doing it I'm not going to
2: fake it and t- try to come up with something. No, I yeah. don't remember it. That's
0: good. Don't fake I it. I don't
2: remember it. Next time you ask, I will.
0: So what do you do during the week if you're not uh,
2: at least thinking about the theme once in a while? Well, if I knew what the theme was, I could tell you whether I was thinking about it or not.
0: Well, no, if but you don't know what it was, just, you were not. are just
2: playing lawyer here. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> What do I do during the week? Yeah, I try to keep myself from going off the deep end. Is most, <laughs> most of the time, that's what the day is. Keeping yourself from going off the deep end, right? I mean, and how you, does you stay one patient. keep? How you, are you doing it? You stay patient. You don't get too excited when trouble comes your way, and it comes your way every day. Oh, uh, it does. And then when big success comes your way, you don't get too excited about that. When right. people throw in with you and work with you and, and are uh, are working as your teammates. You're grateful for that. Okay. You know, I mean. Yeah. All right, but you don't know what the theme is. <sighs> don't remember. No sorry. Idea. Don't remember. Sorry.
0: Okay. How about in the pink shirt in the back with the glasses? You know the theme this year? I, I do. What is it?
2: The build your house on a foundation.
0: Yeah. Building your house on a solid foundation. Isn't that cool? And this is like the best theme that we've ever had, I think. Because I am learning a lot about my house and the foundation. I really am. Yesterday I uh, I participated in in an event down at the African American Museum of Arts. Is that right? California California African American Museum and it's down on uh, Exposition by USC. Anybody ever gone down there? Yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice. Yes. Uh, And what they had was um, they had the older men answering questions for the young men, black guys, older black guys, ask them questions for the younger black guy. They were able to ask us, which group was I in, the older group or the younger group? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <good> <laughs> I, I know, huh? Uh, uh, or oh, the elderly, that's what they call it, <laughs> elderly group. That sounds like an insult, huh? Yeah. Elderly group. Elder. Elder. I feel like you should be walking on a cane or something. <laughs> on oh, one of those little things you push like this. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Ed, do you think one day you'll be pushing one of those things?
2: Uh, I hope not.
0: If I ever see
2: it, I'm a to laugh. If you ever do, you, you, have to, you have the permission to take it away from me and run down the street. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Provided say, you're young enough to do that.
0: I'm going to say, poor Ed, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. And it was a nice turnout. A lot of young folks there. And they had someone on from the uh, 100 Black Men organization. And one guy, black guy on, a professor, he say, at Trade Tech downtown there. And another guy is, I, I guess he used to be a gang member or something. And he's supposed to be helping uh, them overcome that now. Um and uh, they had a moderator there. And it was interesting. But what was absolutely sad about the situation, you have all these young folk that were there, are a lot of young uh, black boys and girls there. And a lot of them are living in foster homes. They've been taken away from their parents. They are, uh, the government is now taking care of them. And the theme of those, most of those other elderly guys was that the white man is the problem. All our problems are due to slavery or past slavery. The white man took our land. Am I right? The white man took the black folks' land some 100 years ago. That's the theme. I mean, that's what they were pushing. And I was pushing forgiveness, stop hating your parents. You can do it in this country. The white men, white people are not trying to hold you back. They have their own issues. We gotta have love for one another, and and I'm thinking about these elderly, is it elderly men, Elders. elder men, giving out this kind of advice to children who are already having it rough, you know, not having parents there for them, being raised by the government, and this is the advice that they're giving them. Where's the hope in that, you know? They're telling these 15 year old, 13 year old, 12, 14, and on and on that you can't make it because racism is still there, and the white man is holding you back. And I I thought about it later. Where's the hope in that? These are supposed to be some mature men who have learned about life, who have overcome different things in life, and yet they have this angry mentality is that you can't make it. It's such a sad way to live. And it it just, it's awful that this is the advice that they're getting you know, in South Central Los Angeles, and um, some of them were from Carson and other areas. This is what their leaders are telling them, that the white man is still trying to hold you back. And there's no hope in that at all. You're already coming from a tough situation where you don't have parents to guide you, so you're already feeling the pain of that. And then some adults are telling you of the same color that you can't make it in America because racism they were like I mean they were talking about racism like Jim Crow was still in existence or something. Like there has been no change at all in America. There was no inspiration at all, you know, inspiring you, want you know, encouraging you to get up and do for yourself. None of that. And it was just awful. And then you have some idiots in the off in the audience, adult idiots, Whenever they were speaking this stuff, the people were applauding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the government, the issue, one of the young guys asked, well, how come uh, since Obama's been in the White House, um, the blacks are worse, worse off under Obama than prior, right? And they would say, well, the Republicans are holding them back. <laughs> I'm like, look, no, that is not true. First of all, the government is never going to take care of you in the right way. They don't want you to be better in life. They want you to be addicted to the government. It doesn't matter the color of the person that's running the government. The government desires for power and control. They don't want you to be free. They don't want you to have a job. And I said, under Barack Obama, 20 million more people are receiving food stamps. Since he's been in there, 20 million more people are now receiving, it may be 22, but it's in there, are now receiving food stamps. Since he's been in office, 20 million. And then black, black Americans are like 12 to 13% of the population. Over 12% are unemployed. It wasn't like that prior to the guy. I'm like, the government is not going to have you. You've got to get over this government mentality. You've got to love your parents. You've got to drop your anger. You've got to work hard, save your money, invest your money, and have a normal life. And stop looking to someone else to take care of you. There are some good white folks and some good black folks, bad white folks and bad black It has nothing. It's all spiritual. It's the character of the person, not the color. So I was trying to give them a little hope and hope. Uh, some of them told me later they really liked what I said. Even though they, they were like nodding in the audience, they want applause. You know, I guess they were afraid to. But it was very, very sad and interesting to see those men lie to those people, like, those young folks like that. When I was growing up on the plantation under the uh, Jim Crow laws, we had to pick cotton and do all that kind of stuff. We were not discouraged like that. I don't remember one time one black person tried to discourage us. Adult person. I didn't hear them complaining about life. Grown people are not supposed to complain about life. Anybody here ever complain about life? Any of the adults? Oh, you do? Oh, why? (laughs) Why do you complain about life? Well,
3: I, I complain because I'm, I'm not doing anything, so I guess I can complain.
0: <laughs> How do you complain about not doing anything? Look at lazy me. I'm not doing anything.
3: Well, I could also say, well, because of my age or because of this or because oh. of that, you know, just make it an excuse. So, oh. so it's not a real legitimate complaint, but it's <laughs> something to get me off the hook so I don't have to, like,
0: do anything. Yes. One thing I know as an adult now, as an adult, it's a waste of energy and time to complain about life. It really is. It's like, it's just a waste of time. I'd rather call my mom on the telephone than complain about life. (laughs) If I'm going to waste some time, you know. It's a waste of time. Complaining about life. Who else complained about life? Oh.
2: Ed, I used to. Oh. I misunderstood your
0: question. <laughs> you don't complain anymore? No, no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, it's a waste of time, huh?
2: There's a lot of things that are a waste of time. Yes. We, we call them fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not being happy, having yeah. fun. There's a difference.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. But we got, I'm going to try to contact some of those organizations from yesterday and work with some of those young people to encourage them keep you know getting them a different mindset teach them to pray and have faith in god um you were there you had your hand yeah. okay you were there yesterday go ahead
3: yeah i, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it and uh got to see firsthand how the uh liberal uh, black leaders are doing exactly uh what you said and that's uh channeling the the uh, pent up aggression to towards blame uh rather than help them understand their, and unravel their personal issues. And uh, what I noticed is that you were getting a lot of, uh, a lot of people were agreeing with you. Yeah. These are the people that normally were, uh, are uh, agreeing with the Jesse Jacksons or people that were there, but they were also agreeing with you. Yeah. But I found that very interesting. I found that, hey, it, it gave me a little bit of hope that you can reach these people that had been um, you know, uh, brainwashed and uh, had been given an excuse to blame um, you know, yeah. society, et cetera. So it, uh, was, it, was, it was good to, to see that you were getting a lot of positive responses. Yeah, it me. was nice to see it.
0: Yeah. Um, I've come to realize that people are suffering nowadays. They really are suffering within their families, their relationships, with their jobs, with themselves. People are really, really suffering now, and they're looking for some real answers now. I think they just want something that's going kind to of help them to see how to overcome so much suffering, how to get along with one another, you know, how to be free. And I think that's why a lot of people were agreeing. Because as long as you have this anger and this hatred in your heart, you're never going to be free. It's just not going to happen. The best thing you can do for yourself is drop the anger. You've got to drop it. Um, you had your hand? Yes.
1: I had my hand up earlier about the, um, I was just wondering if there was any, you know, white professional or, you know, a white person there to
0: argue the
1: hate that they were spreading yesterday.
0: There were a few there, but there was no way on earth, in hell or heaven, that they were going to speak up. No way they would (laughs) have spoken up in that black crowd yesterday. And they would have been too afraid. We had one white man there that went with us, and during the question and answer period, I thought he was going to say something, but no. (laughs) He was sitting there looking like this. (laughs) Uh, He did not say a mumbling word. (laughs) And he's supposed to be a brave white man, kind of a behind-the-headlines guy, you know. <laughs> but no. But yeah, there were a few white people, but there were no way they're going to stand up and disagree with those folks. Uh-uh. You think those young black kids believed believe them? Yes. Really? I mean- Absolutely. Because they have nothing else to believe but that. If you're young and you're hearing that all the time, you know, that's all you're hearing. And you're hearing it from people that seem to be people of authority. And certain positions in life you're gonna believe that you know if that's all you hear i believed it when i moved to california and so started listening to all that stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, at one point i literally thought that white people were holding me back in life you thought what that white people were holding me back in life mm. because of my color unbelievable because that's all i was hearing because a in lot the of the community those,
1: a lot of those black kids you know from foster homes they have white social workers you know that yep. have worked with them and I was one of them. And, you know, I, I loved them. I thought they, you know, I mean, I was caring towards them. Like, I mean, I've never seen color like that. I mean, right. I'm only starting to see color now because of the reverse racism, you know, towards yes. towards me. Well, but before, well, I never saw that. I just, I cared for them like I care for any kid. Yes. And so I'm just wondering, like, do they hate, if I was their social worker, would they hate me after, you know, they heard that? Or do they really...
0: They already hate you.
1: They already hate me.
0: Even while you're loving them, they hate you because they see you as the enemy. And even though you're being nice, if you ever disagreed with some other black person or someone they admired, or if you spoke the truth about the condition of black Americans, they would turn on you just like that. They will automatically think that you're saying it because you're racist. But as long as you're just being nice and, you know, sweet to them, that's why, but you would not be able to speak the truth about their the real problem in the black community.
1: But you always say to speak up. I mean, this is no,
0: yeah. Yeah, you should anyway. But I'm just saying that. And then some. If you start speaking the truth and don't overreact to them, some will start to admire that, and yeah. then they'll listen to it. And that's when they'll catch it, okay. catch on to it. Okay. Absolutely. Can you unplug that? Uh, this thing outside in the lobby, there. Um, Yeah, let him hold the mic until you come back. Go ahead. You
4: know, Jesse, um, black leaders, liberal black leaders who say, you know, the black people are being mistreated by whites, they're saying that they're doing nothing different than what the Jews are doing when they teach their kids that people don't like the Jews, you know, and stuff. But I notice that the Jewish kids grow up to be mostly successful Right. Whereas and, – and they're taught that they're be, you know, that people don't like them because they're Jewish and all that kind of stuff, you know, like black people teach their kids. But there's some disconnect going on where the black kids don't grow up – a lot of them yeah. don't grow up to be successful, whereas the Jewish kids do. Well,
0: that's because that even though the Jews may be complaining about what happened in the past, right. they still have tight families. You know, they're well-educated. They, they even start their own schools and make sure their kids are educated – They have a father and mother in the home, so they have good examples of what they should become. Um, They own businesses, you know, they own businesses. They're doing their thing. They're not looking to the government to take care of their families, whereas the blacks are complaining, but they're looking to the government to take care of their families. And uh, that's why, that's the difference. They're not getting married and being a good example for the children, And showing that even if life is tough or situations are tough, you can overcome it anyway. You don't have to be down and out. They are looking to the black leaders to think for them and do for them and for the government to do it. So the agenda is a little different than what the Jews are doing. That's why I like that. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Um, ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah.
5: Okay. To get a better picture of of what you are experiencing there, listening to... The other black followers, or I mean uh, leaders, uh, speak, their, speak their mind to the, these young boys. You were listening to them, and you could hear them, but could they hear you? Are they listening to you?
0: The, um, the, the, the panel?
5: I'm talking about these older men. Could yes. they hear what you're saying as well? Yeah,
0: because they were yelling at me.
5: Oh, okay. Well, well, didn't, wasn't I didn't know
0: that. Well, a couple of them yelled at me, right? Uh, yeah, they were yelling at oh, me, okay. so they heard me. All right. They They're like, oh, he's just a Fox News guy,
5: <laughs> <Really>?
0: <laughs> told me to listen to that Fox News stuff. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, so yeah, they heard. <laughs> and then the game guy said, he was mad at me too. He was mad at me when I first walked, we had, they served lunch for us, so when I walked into the area where they were serving lunch, uh, they introduced me these guys were already there, so they said this is Jesse blah 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 and I and uh, The gang member said his name was Pico something Pico Boulevard or something like that <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like Pico Boulevard. That's your name <laughs> And then I later found out that he has apparently he's down on Pico somewhere he has near houses somewhere down there where he's working with gang members but he was mad at me and I found out on the stage later why apparently he came to my office looking for some help and I don't know what kind of help he was looking for because I didn't didn't meet him I I didn't see him and he was mad that he didn't get any help because he said on the stage there I went to your office to get some help and I didn't get any help and I said whatever I, I wanted to ask him, what were you asking for? You know, because if he was asking for money or food, he definitely came to the wrong place. <laughs> Once in a while, we may give you some food. It all depends on how Patrick is feeling that day. <laughs> Most of the time when they get food, they get it from you anyway, right? <laughs> is that right? I noticed that if a black person is sitting at, the, sitting at the front desk and they come here for some food, they're not going to get it. But if they catch Patrick at the front desk, they'll get some food. Oh. I guess you must be scared.
6: Yeah, I'll <laughs> give him some potato chips once in a while.
0: Yeah. But, so I don't know what the guy wanted, but he was mad because we didn't get him whatever it is he was looking for. And so he went off, too. So, yeah, they heard me. They heard a loud. I made sure I spoke up to That's really loud to make sure everybody can hear. Because I want those young people to realize there's another way to live. You don't have to spend the rest of your life complaining. You really don't. It's a waste of time to complain. I don't don't like people who complain. (laughs) Have you ever been around a complaining person? It's awful, huh? You hate to go home. (laughs) I got to go home to this nagging, complaining wife. Or my nagging, complaining children. You don't want to go home. Uh, or husband. There's nothing worse than a complaining husband. That's why I said wife and children, because you don't... Well, nowadays you hear more men complaining than normal. I don't think a woman should be married to a complaining man. Do your husband complain? She's
7: using a psychology college army.
0: Oh, she's the
1: complainer.
0: Oh, she's the complainer. Yeah. And now she's claiming you're the complainer. Yeah. Oh, I see. Guys yeah, going. we probably don't want to go here. Guys are easy
7: going
0: for most part. Don't <laughs> you agree, Jesse? Most part, yeah. Hold Okay. So
7: you I, don't complain? I complain because uh, she gets upset over trivial things, uh-huh. and I try to help her with that, like, look, there's no reason to be complaining about this. So I get upset because she's getting upset over trivial things. So I shouldn't probably be reacting. You shouldn't. I should probably just, like you said, let it go, walk yes. out the door. But when I do that, she chases me down. She does? And fouls me.
0: Are you serious? And like,
7: yeah. And I go, like, Laura. Come go, back and hear my complaints. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, once she gets started and she's on a roll, it's like she's got she's to finish that thought. And it's like, if I'm trying to get a, out of the situation, it's like, you know, I'm in big trouble. You wow.
0: Know? is that true? So I
7: got to sit there and take it. And <laughs> and I always tell her, like, well, we got a little guy in the house now. So the best thing for us to do is go in the other room because I don't want
0: you don't him listening to,
7: listen to that. Right. And But she just, when she gets that fired up, her thought process just doesn't work. Yeah. So she gets really upset, like. Now I'm telling her what to do. Let's go in the other room to talk about it. And it just, it gets like a snowball effect. Wow. But it's all because of, you know, small minor things. And yeah. sometimes I do. You're right. I've got to get out of the house to uh, <laughs> let her cool down. And I'll
0: come back and try to Is that to so you chase out him outside when he's trying to get away from arguing?
1: No. I mean, I should have never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is crazy this is crazy um, no he was exaggerated. So don't I don't chase him. chase him no I don't chase him yeah. but yeah I mean okay like yeah I just I want him to listen to me yeah so Oh, uh, so you do chase so him so like I keep um, talking I guess I, you know keep talking or yelling or whatever
0: why do you need so, him because to I, listen if you're arguing and he's trying to get away from that to prevent the argument why do you want him to listen so badly
1: because I'm trying to make a point or maybe because I'm trying to prove that I'm right. Yeah,
3: that's what Yeah.
0: You're trying to prove that you're right.
3: It's control. trying to control. You. Right.
0: That's a good thing. You're, you're trying to prove it. So next time you, that come up on you like that, realize, hey, I got to stop. Or just stop. Because you now understand you're just trying to prove that you're right. And anyone who's trying to prove that they're right are wrong, but I don't realize it in the heat yeah, of the moment. You that's know? right. Because I keep <laughs> <Hey>, quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, be
7: quiet I realize it every time. I'm just like every time, like for all these years. <laughs> I'm like Laura. We've been through this. We I've talked to you about this, and uh, it just you know keeps on going on. It's yeah. like she's not listening. I'm giving her gold. <laughs> You know, yeah, I really am. I'm trying to really help her and, uh, and I'm giving her gold. And, um, you know, when she reads the Bible, she feels better after she reads the Bible. And um, she's talked to people about her situation, uh, how to handle it. And I always tell her, I go, if you go to a shrink, the shrink is just going to be there to tell you because he wants to make a paycheck every week. Yeah. So he's never going to quite really totally help you because no, he wants you to keep free. on coming back. Yeah. And I said, all you gotta do is just listen to me. I'm giving you gold. It's all good. But it goes through one ear and out the other, and then we end up going through the same process over and over again.
0: Well, be patient. You will come around in 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been when, married? When I'm
7: six feet under, right?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> just before you die, you're gonna look and see the spark of light come on, and then you'll die. <laughs> But at least you die with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been married? Uh, I don't know how long.
1: Well, um,
0: oh. she's, um,
1: since 87, we've, you know, been with each other. And, um, and then in 96, we were married. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so you guys were living together 18, prior to marriage? 18
1: years we've been married. Wow. Yeah, we were living together in sin and all that
0: stuff. Oh, that's okay. A whole lot of people are doing it. Yeah. It's not okay to do it, but right. that's good. You feel ashamed about it.
7: Yeah. I <laughs> know, oh, but we, we didn't have um, a baby until after we were married.
0: Right, good. Yeah. yeah. So well, we repent of it and don't even think of it anymore. Like half. Yeah, half. Move on. Sinful. Absent. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you've been together a gal total of how many years? A total
1: of uh, 87, what is that, 26, 26 years.
0: 26. So, and I say you're starting to come around in 50 years. How many more years he has? Not <laughs> much. No. Before He's going to come around
1: 50 more years. So 76 years we'll be married? And no. then he'll finally get it?
0: No, you'll come around in 50 years, I told him.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So he has about how many more years?
1: From the twenty-six. Uh-huh. 24. Oh. Oh, 24 more years. Okay.
0: And the years are going by fast now. Yeah. You notice that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you'll be fine. Okay. Just make sure you pray.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh,
8: yes, sir? The conference you had, uh, you were in uh, yesterday, I was wondering, it, Oh. It, of all the other uh, other people speak, uh, speakers, did did anyone offer any uh, any form of solution to their pro- to the problems the, uh, problems they face?
9: Did they, John, other than me? Uh, no, you, you was the only one. Um, it seemed like the the for, the the format of uh, wanting to help younger uh, uh, teenagers uh, is a good format. But it yeah. just seemed like the answers were all material yeah. and all intellectual. Uh, when I first arrived, they wanted me to go into this room and get an interview. And their goal was to get 2,000 questions and answers of what black men had on their mind. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't participate. I'm not really, like, in, into the black thing. Right. And I was kind of thinking of something to, to say. And because uh, I had left to go get something to eat and, come, and I came back. And the only thing I could think of was uh, was to follow Christ. Yeah. But um, but it was it was good that that you was there because uh, uh, no one else was putting the truth out there.
0: Yeah, that was amazing to me. These are like young folks that need help. They're coming from bad situations already, and they're getting bad advice, worse advice. These young people, and it was just mind blowing to see that. absolutely mind blowing. But hopefully we were able to help some. Uh, God didn't have us there by chance. You know, there was a reason for it. How many people believe that, how many of you have ever been chastised by God? Only one person? You Do you believe that God chastises us? You do believe that? Uh, so you do believe he chastises us, right? You do. And how does, have, have you ever been chastised by God? I think so. And, and, uh, is, are you able to tell us how did he do it and why?
5: Well, I know I was, um, let me put it, I think I told you a long time ago I had cancer. And I, I needed to have cancer because the way I was going yeah. I, I, I probably would have really been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he just That's said, such Man, a perfect here's example. cancer. You know, you lay down and look at yourself, you know. Yeah. And, and I did. And actually, I, I'm fine. I don't even feel like I ever had it. I mean, or I ever went through it, even though I have, um, my body has altered and changed or whatever, but. Right. So is everybody else's. So, you know, yeah. we're, you know but I, I feel fine.
0: Good. That's it. a perfect example. The one thing I realize about God now that we're focused on building this solid foundation, he does correct us. He does chastise us. Those who are children of God and those that he loves, he does do that the way a father would do it. And he does it because he's trying to prevent us from being destroyed by sin. And I didn't realize that he did that until recently. But he does chastise those that he loves. And but if you're not aware of that, you don't know that that's what's going on, and you would feel the pain of what he's doing, and you would think that it's negative. You would think that something is wrong, and not realizing that he's trying to slow you down so he can keep you from falling off the bridge into the water. He really is. And I want to read something to show you about that. Ed, can you come read this for me? Sure. This is in Hebrew... Hebrew uh, Uh, Hebrew, um, the first one I want to read uh, is uh, chapter 12, 1 through 13, all right? This is so nice. I want you to just listen to this. You don't have to read, because if you read it, you may be distracted, and so you can listen and then read about it later. I really want you to hear this, all right? Uh, You're going to start. All the way to the bottom? 12, all the way to the bottom, yeah. You got to stand in the circle.
2: The example of Jesus Christ, with so many witnesses in a great cloud around us, we too then should throw off everything that weighs us down and the sin that clings so closely and with perseverance keep running in the race which lies ahead of us. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who leads us in our faith and brings it to perfection for the sake of the joy which lay ahead of him. He endured the cross, disregarding the shame of it, and has taken his seat at the right of God's throne. Think of the way he persevered against such opposition from sinners, and then you will not lose heart and come to grief. In the fight against sin, you have not yet had to keep fighting to the point of bloodshed. God's fatherly instruction. Have you forgotten that encouraging text in which you you were addressed as sons? My son, do not scorn correction from the Lord. Do not resent his training, for the Lord trains those he loves and chastises every son he accepts. Perseverance is part of your training. God is treating you as his sons. Has there ever been any son whose father did not train him? If you were not getting this training, as all of you are, then you would be not sons but bastards. Besides, and you don't
0: want to be a bastard, right? <laughs> so you better be happy you're giving you a whooping. I can see my grandmother whooping with me now. You bastard. She never said that. No, she never said that.
2: Besides, we have all... You know what a
0: bastard is, right? right, So I'm not cursing.
2: Besides, we we have all had our human fathers who punished us, and we respected them for it. All the more readily ought we to submit to the Father of Spirits and so earn life. Our human fathers were training us for a short life and according to their own lights. But he does it all for our own good, so that we may share his own holiness. Of course, any discipline is at the time a matter for grief not joy. But later in those who have undergone it, it bears fruit in peace and uprightness. So steady all weary hands and trembling knees, and make your crooked paths straight. And then the injured limb will not be maimed. It will get better instead.
0: Thank you. Isn't that nice? Uh, Hebrew. H-E-B-R-E-W. Uh, chapter 12. and That was verse 1 through 13. And so only two people here have been chastised, or three, by God, huh? So I guess he doesn't love the rest of you. (laughs) If your father is not whooping you, then you're in trouble. He doesn't love you. I want to talk about the best way to, when you are being whooped or chastised by God, I want to know how do you let that happen, you know, because a lot of people won't allow it to happen. And that may be an issue, too. And so we want to talk about how do you allow God to chastise you, all right? Uh, but I think I saw your hand first here.
5: There's many ways of being chastised. I mean, I remember being young. Chastised. Or chastised. Well, however you say uh, it? Being young and just doing something I shouldn't be doing, and I'll go ahead and do it anyway. And it's like somehow something really terrible would almost occur. And happened to me, because I think yes. I've almost lost my life. I don't know how many times, but, and all of a sudden, I, I mean, I would be praying. I mean, it would bring me to pray. That's how bad, serious it was. Yes. So, in a form, I mean, in a sense, I was being chastised, because he was showing me, you know, you're in this car, and the brakes aren't going, it's snowing, and you're in the mountains, and your car's going woo-woo-woo, you know, like that. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at a place where I shouldn't even be in the first place. Right you know? on. Stuff like that. Good. You know, Good example.
0: That's another way. Yeah, um, I saw. T- oh, right here. So you've been chastised by God. Yes. And can you tell us about it? How did? How, what's the best? Way, how do you? Did you allow God to do that to you? You fought back.
6: I didn't allow it, but He made it happen. Oh. I was chastised uh, last night about something, and um, my I prefer to avoid my conscience by just going to sleep. I was up late. And it's like God didn't allow me to go to sleep. And they just put a kind of a certain pain on yes. me. Um, and it just like was a, it was like a pain of teaching. It was like a pain of, I don't know, there were no words into it, but it was a pain of correction. And I just, I took it only because he made me take it in a way. Because I, w- I didn't intend to. I intended to avoid
0: it by going to sleep. Right. Did you know at the time that that was happening? Yes. That you were being chastised? Yes, I did. You did? Because mm-hmm. it helped to know that that's what's going on. It really does, because if you don't know that that's what's going on, you'll go get drunk, or you'll get high, or you'll call somebody on the phone, or you'll eat some food or whatever to avoid it, because it can be pretty painful. Uh-huh. And, but if you know what's going on, you're aware of what's going on, then you're able to endure it. I was so tired
6: last night, I, I should have been asleep a meet, you know, right away when I went to bed. But I was kept up for about a half an hour or 40 minutes or an hour. I don't know how long it was, but yeah. it was. I'm estimating anywhere from a half hour to upwards of an hour just for that.
0: Did it finally pass?
6: I think so. Well, I went to sleep at some point, so I oh, okay. you know, woke up.
0: So. Right. And when you woke up the next morning... I wasn't high.
6: thinking of it uh, next morning, so I think it had passed. Oh, okay. But it, it, it definitely had me like, in this zone for a while, just kind of like you know, teaching or something. But there was a pain to it, but it wasn't like a hard pain. It was just kind of a dental instruction, but there was some pain in there for sure.
0: Oh, Okay. And so if you were advising someone, you're walking down the road, and someone asks, how do I allow God to chastise me? What, what do I do? What would you say to them? The only
6: thing, I, like I said, I didn't allow him to do it. Oh, you didn't allow He him. did it, and the only thing I can say that was helpful is that I knew it was being done to me. Right. So I... But how I, did you not I, allow him to do it? What did well, you do? Well, let me put it this way. Once he got into doing it, I didn't fight it in a way. Oh, okay. In other words, I intended to avoid it by going to sleep. I, he didn't allow me to go to sleep, and then he chastised me, and then I didn't fight the chastisement as it was going on. Once he awakened me, instead of letting me sleep, right. I didn't fight it during that time. I allowed that.
0: Who don't understand what he's talking about? I don't really you don't understand what he's talking about? Really. Okay. She doesn't understand. Okay. I, I'll try to add on to it as we move forward. You said you, he's done that for you too, or to you? Uh, yes, sir. And did you know at the time that he that one was going on, and you used to think something else was happening?
3: Um, it, uh, it, it, it. I, I came to the conclusion that that exactly was, was going on. That, that, uh, that. And and let me just talk, tell you a little bit of, of my experience of what I felt, because uh, it, it's it's really indescribable. It was similar to what Patrick felt in that where I couldn't fall asleep, but it felt like an intense light was shining directly at me. Well, and I was getting really sleepy, but it that intense light wouldn't allow me to sleep. I was tossing from left, to tossing from to, from one moment because I wasn't entertaining something that wasn't healthy for me to do, and I wanted to do it, and I wasn't letting go of wanting to do it. But that it was like an intense light, just uh, just continuing on and on and on and on. And I was like your conscience; it was actually my conscience. My and uh, so was it telling you not to do it? It was. It was. It wasn't talking to me. But it was, it was chastising that, that uh, need for me to do what, I, what was not good for me. And uh, eventually I was able to, to repent of, of, of that need, and then it went away.
0: Oh, okay. And did you know at the time that God was doing this to you? Uh, I, yes.
3: Yes, I, did, oh, I okay. didn't know at the time I was doing it. And it's interesting, though, even though he was doing this to me, there was something so stubborn in me that wanted to still do and top of that chastisement, right. they wanted to do, but it just seemed like it, it got even greater and greater until, I mean, the, the feeling that I got was just unbearable. And, and it just, after that, and the ne- next morning, I had the fear of God in me. I was, I, I, I said, wow, that was a pretty powerful, because it lasted for five hours. Actually, more than that, probably the whole, the whole night. What does the fear of God feel like? It feels, to me, it, it, it felt like, like if I ventured in and did it anyway, to, despite all that chastisement, that my soul was being going to be ripped to shreds. Oh. That I was just totally going to uh, bring so much incredible suffering into my life that I would, know, I would not know how to run from it or, or how, to, how to hide from it.
0: And so once the pain was gone, you got past this, the pain of it was gone, you felt relaxed. Did yes. you go back and do it anyway? No,
3: absolutely not. Oh,
0: okay. Absolutely not. <laughs>
3: yeah. Now that the whooping has ended. Yeah, and I don't, you know, it's, it's gone. I, I, I don't, don't want to do it if you give me a million dollars. So...
0: I realized the best way to go through a whooping, and I kind of, when I was growing up, I don't know if parents do it now. If you did something wrong, you know, your, your grandparents will whoop you for it. They're like, you know, go get me a switch. You ever had that happen? And so, like, my grandmother used to say, go and get me a switch. You're going to get a whooping for doing that. I told you not to do it, right? And so I'm thinking, this woman is telling me to go get my own switch so that she can whoop me, right? And so I would come back to a little small, thinnest thing I could find. And then I later found out that that was the worst one because it, it hurt more. It, <laughs> the thinner it is, the, 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 the more it hurt. So I got, I started getting a little bigger one, so it didn't hurt that much. <laughs> but, uh, but I had, and, and I knew, even though I didn't want the whip, but I knew she would. She was right for giving me the whooping because she had told me not to do it, whatever it was. And I did it anyway. But there was a sense of appreciation for her later about it, that she had shown love to me. And I wasn't thinking the way I'm thinking now that she was showing love. But I knew that she did it because she cared for me, you know, because I found myself not doing it anymore. And then I found myself having respect for her because she had taken some kind of action uh, to make me realize that I had done wrong and not to do it anymore. And so I realized the same thing is happening with God, is that he does that because he does love us. He's like a good father to us. It's unfortunate that you're not allowed to whoop your kids anymore. You'll go to jail or they'll take them away from you. The government will. And so the kids are not even experiencing your love in that way. You know, you say time out. They don't care about no time out. <laughs> Because as soon as time is up, they right back into what you know, time was out for, right? But if you were able to, you know, the Bible says spare the rod, and your kids end up messed up, right? But uh, so I had that appreciation. And what I realized, the way that God chastises us, is that when we do wrong, he'll kind of warn us that we're doing wrong. You know, you need to stop. And then if you don't stop, just before you're about to destroy yourself, he just let it all dump, come down on you. And it feels awful. It feels absolutely awful in here. And then while you're having these feelings, Satan is busy like ninety going north, just adding on to thoughts and telling you the worst things that you can possibly imagine. You know, you're going to die, whatever he tells you, right? Like with the cancer situation. You're going to die. You brought this upon yourself. You did this and blah, blah, blah. Everybody died from cancer. You know, look, Aunt Aunt Susie died. Mama died. You know, he's playing with you too. And that adds to the pain because it brings fear. You think, well, I'm going to die. You know, I'm going to die. I have come to realize the best way to deal with this whooping when God is giving it to you is do absolutely nothing about it. You have to act like Grandma is whooping you. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to just take it. You really do. And the best way to go through it is to at least admit to yourself that you were wrong. And you say, you know what? Yeah, I was, I, I did, I was wrong. And then it's easier to go through it. Because at that point, Satan can't use your denial against you. He cannot bring all those thoughts of fear and worry and insecurity. But as long as you're in denial about it, then he can play on your mind and cause you to do something to end the pain, you know, to to do something, take a drink, uh, whatever, right? But if you come out of denial and realize you deserve exactly what you're getting and don't try to protect yourself from the outcome, miracles will happen. In those situations, and you you would know that there is no way that that would not have happened. That would have happened without God. That uh, miracles come out of nowhere. You couldn't even imagine the help He would send for you. It was like it's like it's it's mind blowing. It'll just come out of nowhere, and you know it's from God, and that just add onto your joy and love and appreciation for Him. But you've got to go through it. You've got to be mindful of your thoughts so you do not go with them because they're all fear. They're all doubt. They give you what happened. They show you what's going to happen to destroy you. So if you could be mindful of your thoughts and stay in prayer, you can make it through the whooping. And you'll come out on top a better person because he's doing it because he loves us and he's trying to reach out to you. He's doing what our earthly father should be doing. You know what I'm saying? And so if you could just know that you're wrong, you're getting what you deserve, watch your thoughts and stay in prayer, you'll come out on top. To never go back and do it again. You believe that? But you got to, of ourself, we can do nothing. In those moments, too, you got to let go and let God. But you must pray. The last thing that Satan wants you to do is pray. He does not. Two things that he doesn't like at all. He doesn't want you to pray, and he doesn't want you to be mindful of those thoughts. He does not want that. He, the moment you get into prayer, he gets busy. His little demon spirits get busy to even talk to you while you're praying to prevent the Holy Spirit from taking over and presenting itself or himself to you, and helping you, and and rebuking the demons from you. he get busy, and it's so unfortunate because a lot of folks will go into their prayer closet, and they'll come out, and they'll say, oh, that wasn't really a good prayer. I didn't really pray that well, or that one didn't feel like yesterday's prayer. And they don't realize that even in prayer, Satan is trying to keep the darkness in your life so you won't see the light. He's talking to you even while you're praying and you believe it's your own thoughts or that it's you doing it or it's from God. It is not true. And that's why he doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to connect to the source within. You've got to commit to prayer. If you want to build this solid foundation, you got to be still and know him. But you must be mindful of thoughts. And I think I have something in the Bible to back that up too here. But you gotta be that. You gotta all you need to do is pray and watch. Watch. That's all you need to be doing. You need to pray and watch. It's Satan's enemy. He hates that. That's why he comes and trying to bombard you with thoughts. He doesn't want that little light to get in there. All right, will you remember that? And and, and all you need just to think about this. All we need to do is Pray and watch. And It is the most two is the the two most difficult things to do for most people is to pray and watch. And most people don't pray. How many prayed this morning? See there, some didn't. Why you didn't pray this morning?
8: I rely upon the scripture that as a Spirit intercedes for you. So I don't even try to do anything consciously because um, I know that I'll mess it up. I There's nothing that I can do that will satisfy me as my own judgment, you know, in whatever uh, I was supposed to do. So I, to I, you. I don't try to do anything.
0: You need doing. to pray. I highly, highly, highly. No, I'm saying
8: I'm praying subconsciously, but the Spirit is praying for me according to the Bible.
0: What do you mean? You're praying subconsciously?
8: Like I might, I might do it like, like get up, and I try to. I don't want to make a big deal out of it, so I guess I, am praying like. But so I'm let me not, just ask: Are you? Do you pray? Or you, I am, but I try not to be aware of it. I do it kind of like a, a light, light thing without being strenuous uh, about it, if you want to call it that. I try to do it very, almost, almost like. How you gonna I'm, pray I without being be. aware that you're praying? I don't know go ask my go ask my 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 inside somewhere down there. I don't understand it <laughs> and, and you say it like no,
0: that. you did not pray this morning too, right why not so i <laughs> uh, I didn't get up early enough you didn't get, did not get up early enough amazing. isn't it like totally amazing, mm-hmm. and the reason you didn't because Satan didn't allow you to, you believed him. Is't that amazing? yeah. God said, seek first the kingdom of God. Put him first. Prayer first. Satan said, no, sleep in, don't worry about it, you can do it later. Or Satan said, well, you don't have to get out of bed to pray. Just lay here. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. The next few minutes you're snoring. (laughs) And then you wake up from the snoring in prayer and then he judged you for that, too. He's like, oh, look at you. That wasn't no prayer. You're going to catch hell today. And then you walk through all day afraid. <laughs> it's a setup. It's absolutely a setup. He hates for you to wash your thoughts because they're not yours. They're his. And he hates for you to pray.
8: So so I think I can explain what exactly what... I- I guess this is my prayer, and that's basically putting on an atti- just a different attitude in that morning of, like, being thankful. I don't say any words. I don't actually kneel. I don't pretend like I'm praying. So I guess if you, that's, I try to change my attitude into, like, the attitude of prayer, but I don't say any words or nothing like
0: that. Okay.
8: So that's basically all I do.
0: And you did not pray this morning. Right here. She looked so innocent, huh? She looked like prayer.
10: <laughs> I actually had <clears throat> something else to say
0: <laughs> you did
10: um
0: you said you, you had something else to say? yes, what
10: um when you said um that like <laughs> kind of God punishes us or Chastises in order yeah, up. in order to wake up, I realized that sometimes it doesn't happen with us, but it happens to our loved ones that hurts even more instead of like even if it. If it happened to you, it wouldn't hurt so much, but if it happens to your loved ones, it hurts even more
0: so when like, you see your loved one being chastised by God, that hurt you
10: It hurts me because yes, um, why because I think that i have my I have my um token in there it I have my fault in it, maybe God is punishing me by giving this pain or like by hurting my loved one. It's a wake-up call to me. Oh,
0: so like when God is chastising your loved one, you feel the pain because you caused the problem for them?
10: I don't say I caused it, uh, but I may have my token of it in it. I may have my part, little bit of part in it.
0: Oh, so you're feeling guilty then?
10: Somewhat. And it, it's kind of not feeling guilty so much, but it, it's another type of wake-up call. Well, That's I, I what would, I think.
0: I would, if I were you, I would get out of the way of that. If your loved one is being chastised <laughs> by God, I don't know how you would know anyway, but let's say you did know. Uh, I would let that happen. I wouldn't play God and get in the way of it and take on someone else's pain. They, that is happening so that they can repent of sin. Okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't get in the way of that.
10: To be honest, I'm not trying to get in a way on it. I mean, on a way. Um, but the thing is that I think that it's kind of wake-up call to me, too, just to slow down a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. Well, if you can learn from it, that's good. Absolutely. Did you pray this morning?
10: <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I'm sorry? I did not.
0: You did not. No. And why not?
10: I did not wake up early enough.
0: Amazing. Did you wake up early enough to have breakfast? No. You didn't have breakfast either? No prayer, no breakfast? No. Did you wake up early enough for Satan to talk to you?
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> did you pray this morning with Pete? Oh, you did? Good for you. Right on. She said yes. You have a quick question for me right here? Did you have a question? I on your hand. For me? No, no, no. Yeah, um, real not fair, a question, have but just, just a real
4: fast comment. You know, when you were talking about chastisement, there was thoughts that was convincing me that why does God got to do this? You know, why can't, what does he get out of, what pleasure does he get out of beating up on us, you know, chastising us and all And I was going along with that. I was actually just feeling, now? yeah, I was feeling the pain of that as you were saying it. And I was like disagreeing with this whole chastisement thing. I don't like it. And then I realize after that, I come out of it, I'm like, oh, that was my thoughts fooling me. Yes. And I was relating to them. Yeah. I was relating to these demons talking to me and feeling what they were feeling.
0: Be grateful that it's happening. Yeah. Be and glad that he loved you enough because he could not let bother you with it. That's true. And you can end up in a different location. Robert, come and read this real fast. Isn't that something the devil's sitting there telling him, no, God shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. Yeah, is doing this is unfaithfulness and punishment. Read that. That's Hebrew uh, 12, 14 through 17. Okay, where's 12? This us start right here. Put your mic to your mouth. Can you read?
2: Yes, I can. Why are you acting all nervous? Uh, I've never done this before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hurry up. We don't have time for you to be tripping. (laughs) Seek (laughs) peace with all people and... Speak up louder.
3: Seek peace with all people and the holiness without which no one can ever see the Lord. Be careful that no one is deprived of the grace of God and no root of bitterness should begin to grow and make trouble. This can poison a large number and be careful that there is no immoral person or any one world we minded like.
0: I did know you read so badly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just took for granted because he was white, he could read. <laughs> what's the first time
3: here, so uh,
0: okay, we okay. don't have time now. Okay, no So
3: sorry. Okay. It was at the spur of the moment.
0: So all all white people can't read. Uh, thank you. We are Oh we got time? Oh, read it for yourself, folks. <laughs> but the most important thing, pray and be mindful of your thoughts. All right. Pray and be mindful of thoughts. Thank you for tuning in and thank you all for coming. I
10: it.
6: <laughs> For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're home.